I'm Ree Drummond. I'm a writer, blogger, photographer, mother, and I'm an accidental country girl. I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, and I've got a lot of mouths to feed. My style of food is simple yet scrumptious, and all my recipes have to be approved by cowboys, hungry kids, and me. Here's what's happening on the ranch. It's potluck Sunday lunch at the church, and I'm whipping up my take on classic potluck grub. Barbecue meatballs that you can make ahead of time. My twist on green bean casserole made with fresh ingredients. And a red velvet sheet cake with an old-fashioned classic frosting. Looks good and tastes even better. Lad's taking the kids shopping for ranch gear. Daddy, I found a jacket just like yours. I've got the cooking. Comfort food to the max, that's what this is. The perfect weekend for a potluck. You did good, Mom. Welcome to my frontier. To me, potluck is all about easy, yummy comfort food, and these barbecue meatballs definitely fall into that category. They're gonna be perfect for our church potluck tomorrow. I've got the meatballs in the fridge, and I'm gonna go ahead and make the sauce. I'm gonna start with about a cup of ketchup. Sure sign of a comfort food recipe right there. It's got ketchup in it. And then I'll throw in a couple tablespoons of sugar, a little sweetness, a couple tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce. Mmm, it's already smelling good. And a couple tablespoons of vinegar. The tablespoon's getting a little bit of a workout today. And then I've got two or three tablespoons of minced onion. I mince it pretty fine, and that way it has a chance to soften and cook in the sauce. And finally, a dash or a few dashes of hot sauce. And because it's a church potluck, you know, you don't want to assume that everybody can handle the heat, so you might want to take it a little easier than you would otherwise. And then I'll just give this a stir. Now I'm going to grab the meatballs out of the fridge so I can brown them in a skillet before I bake them. I absolutely love these meatballs. And they're not traditional meatballs like the kind you'd serve with spaghetti. They're really almost a meal in themselves, and they are so delicious. For the meatballs, mix one and a half pounds of ground beef with three quarters of a cup of quick oats, which gives the meatballs a really nice texture. Then add a cup of milk, which makes the meatballs nice and moist, three tablespoons of finely minced onion, one and a half teaspoons of salt, and plenty of ground black pepper. Then when you've mixed it all together, all you need to do is scoop it out with a small scoop so the amounts are even, roll it into balls, and then get them on a tray so you can chill them for about 45 minutes. Okay, I'm just gonna put some canola oil in a skillet. I've got the heat pretty high so I can brown these. And I'm gonna grab a little flour, about half a cup or so, to give them a nice little crust, little brownness. And I fry them in batches so they brown evenly. It's a little bit easier to manage. So I'll just throw about eight of them in at a time and dredge them a little bit, toss them around, and then I'll just pop them in the skillet. Lad and I went two separate directions today. I stayed here to work on the potluck food, and he took the kids to Tulsa because they needed a little ranch gear. I think my girls each needed a new pair of shaps, and my baby Todd needs a new hat. So I think I know who got the tougher job here. You ready to do some shopping? Yeah. I think I need this, Daddy, a $2.99 uh -huh. saddle. 
I want this saddle blanket. I want a pink Ooh, halter. What about fitting these girls for some shots? All right, we'll do that back here. And I think those calves kicking their legs kind of, those shots might help. Why, sure. This is a chocolate brown just for, and it's still pretty soft. I kind of like this one. I like that one, too. Do them a couple pairs out of this. All right. You don't want anything fancy on them? My names. We can do that. I mean, if you don't want some boots like mine, that's fine, guys. That's fine. Hey, boys, y'all want to get a hat? Todd, you need a hat, don't you? Yeah. Okay, the meatballs are all browned. I'm just going to remove the last batch from the pan. And the great thing about this recipe is you can make the meatballs as small or as large as you want. So it just kind of depends on how you like your meatballs. Okay, I've got them draining on a paper towel. So I'm just gonna pull the paper towel out and then grab the sauce I made earlier, the yummy, yummy sauce, and just pour that over the top. Comfort food to the max, that's what this is. All right, now I'll just give them a toss and I just got them coated in the sauce. And that's all I need to do right now. This is the perfect make-ahead potluck meal. Now I'm just gonna cover them in foil and keep them in the fridge overnight. And then tomorrow, just before the potluck, I'll put them in the oven for about 45 minutes at 350. Okay, the meatballs are done. So that's one potluck dish down, two to go. Up next, Two potluck classics, green bean casserole made from scratch and red velvet sheet cake with its original frosting. Lad's taking the kids shopping, that's a mighty big job. And tomorrow it's potluck Sunday at the church. Green bean casserole is a classic comfort food and it's perfect for potluck. I see it at pretty much every potluck we ever have at our church. Traditional green bean casserole usually involves cracking open some cans of green beans, some other cans of things, mixing them together and baking them. But I make a homemade green bean casserole that is so good, it is over the top delicious. I've got some butter that I melted in a pan and I sprinkled in a quarter cup of flour. And I'll just whisk this together. I'm basically making a roux as the basis for a sauce. And I'll just let that cook around for a couple minutes. And while that's cooking, I'll measure some milk and half and half which I think makes for a pretty darn good green bean casserole. I'll do two and a half cups of whole milk and a little half and half, about half a cup. All right, this is cooked, so I'm just gonna pour the milk and whisk it as it goes in. With the classic green bean casserole, creamy soup is one of the ingredients, so this is sort of to replace the creamy soup. All right, this is gonna take a few minutes to bubble up. And just like the meatballs, this is a perfect dish for potluck because I can make it the night before, keep it in the fridge, and then bake it the next day. I'm gonna go ahead and season it with a little salt, plenty of pepper. Why is black pepper so good in white sauce? They just go together. And a little cayenne. This is another thing that sets it apart from the traditional green bean casserole. It's got a little bit of a kick to it. Now I'll just let this cook for a few minutes and thicken and bubble up. And I'm gonna grate some cheddar cheese. You can also do Monterey Jack cheese, which would keep the dish nice and white and creamy. But I love cheddar cheese. And I have a big block in my fridge I need to use up, so. All right, I need about a cup. 
And I've been talking about cheese so long that I actually grated more than a cup, but I'll go ahead and use it. <laughs> you can never have too much cheese. Well, maybe you can, but I haven't found a limit yet. Okay, now I'll let the cheese melt into the sauce. This is gonna turn into a wonderful, delicious cheese sauce. And then I'm gonna add this skillet full of utter deliciousness. I just fried four slices of bacon cut into pieces in a skillet over medium heat for about two minutes. Then I added a half a large onion that I diced, a finely diced red bell pepper, three cloves of minced garlic, then cooked them for three to five minutes. Oh, this smells so good. Bacon smells good no matter what you cook it with. Then I'll just stir it. And that's the sauce for the green bean casserole. Okay, now for the green beans. I blanched these green beans, and that's part of what sets this apart from your average green bean casserole, which is commonly made with canned green beans. I just blanched the green beans, threw them into boiling water for about a minute, minute and a half, and then I plunged them into ice water to stop the cooking process. And what that did is it just brightened them up, made them really, really beautiful and green, and it's gonna let them stay crisp in this casserole. All right, I'll just even those up. And then the sauce gets poured all over the top. Oh my word, this smells good. And it's gonna taste good. Who knew green bean casserole could be so decadent? Yummy. Then I'll just spread it to even it out. And then for the top of the casserole, I like to use panko breadcrumbs, which are nice and crisp and crunchy. The traditional topping for green bean casserole is usually french fried onions or crumbled potato chips, and I like those too. But this is just a nice updated change. All right, you gotta try this. It is so good. Now I'm just gonna cover it up, stick it in the fridge, and then in the morning before church, I'll bake it along with the meatballs. Perfect potluck dish. I still gotta get my potluck dessert ready, but first I'm gonna take advantage of Lad and the kids being out shopping and get a little laundry done. Come on, Charlie, let's go, come on. We might be into adults. You got a big head, Todd. It's so full of <laughs> <laughs> What about this one? You like those? Uh huh. Those are nice boots, Bryce. Kind of square toed, though. How do they feel? Good. Daddy, I found a jacket just like yours. Oh, yeah, that is. It's just like mine, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of like that, Todd. <laughs> All right, okay. Bryce, you'll take those boots. Thank you, Greg. Thank y'all. All right, that was a good trip, wasn't it? Charlie, I'm doing really well on the potluck food. I've got two dishes done already. Oh, Charlie. No, you can't go to the potluck with us. I'm sorry. It's just for people. Poor Charlie. I'll have to bring him a doggy bag. Up next, I'm baking an unbelievably delicious red velvet sheet cake Lad's shopping with the kids, and tomorrow it's potluck at the church. I usually make two or three things because my family eats a lot. Well, we're having a big potluck lunch at church tomorrow, and Lad and the kids are in Tulsa shopping around all day, so I'm gonna use that as an opportunity to get caught up on the food. I'm making a red velvet sheet cake, one of my favorites, 
and I've been creaming together a cup of shortening with one and three quarters cup of sugar. And now I'm gonna alternate adding the wet and dry ingredients. I'll start with the dry. And it's just two and a half cups of cake flour sifted with one and a quarter teaspoons of salt. And I'll just add about a third of the mixture and then I'll grab the wet ingredients. A cup of buttermilk mixed with two whole eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, a teaspoon of baking soda, and one and a half teaspoons of vinegar. And I'll just add about a third of the wet mixture. Then I'll grab the dry again, add about another third, and it's just mixing slowly together all the time. This is so easy, just back and forth. And then back to the last of the dry ingredients. And now I'm gonna add the red part of the red velvet cake. The red mixture is one and a half teaspoons of cocoa mixed with one and a half ounces of red food coloring. A little of this goes a long way. Please don't spill this stuff or you'll be really mad at me. It makes a real mess. I speak from experience here. And that's it. I've got an 18 by 12 inch commercial baking sheet known as a half sheet pan. And I love these. I make cakes with them, cookies. I roast chicken on them. They're indispensable. And when I make sheet cakes, especially red velvet sheet cakes, I always use an offset spatula to spread the batter onto the pan. Sheet cakes can sometimes be a little bit troublesome. If you have a little unevenness to the batter, Sometimes when you pull it out of the oven, it looks like a skateboarding ramp. So I always use this spatula to smooth it out and make sure it's all even and level. It's so quiet around here. I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that my husband and kids are in Tulsa shopping. I'm kind of enjoying it. All right. I'm definitely gonna have to lick this spatula later. It's my prerogative. All right, I'm gonna put this into a 350 degree oven for about 20 minutes until it's done. And that's 20 minutes of quiet time for me. What'd you think, Paige? Yeah. What size is that? Large. Large. This looks pretty warm. You gonna go with the brown? Yeah. Hi, it's warm. You like that? Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Lad just called to tell me that he and the kids had a great shopping trip. I'm getting along really well too. The red velvet cake's done, so I'm just gonna let it cool in the pan for a bit, and then I'll turn it out later and frost it tomorrow. And that's all I have to do tonight. Up next, the potluck day dawns, and I'm sharing this old classic frosting for red velvet cake. Then it's off to church and the potluck lunch. You're all invited. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Does this look good? For recipes from this episode, go to foodnetwork.com slash pioneerwoman. Lad took the kids to Sunday school and I'm gonna meet them at church and then we're having a big potluck lunch after church. I made barbecue meatballs, green bean casserole, and the best red velvet sheet cake ever. Most people take one dish to potlucks. I take three. My family eats a lot. I need to tell you about the frosting on the red velvet sheet cake. It's not the typical cream cheese frosting that most people use. 
This is the original red velvet cake frosting, and it was shared with me by a friend of mine online named Missy. I was skeptical about it because it's a little unusual, but once I tried it, there was no going back. It is so good. In a medium saucepan, whisk five tablespoons of flour with a cup of milk. Then turn on the heat and whisk it until it thickens, stirring the whole time. You want it really, really thick. Now it has to be completely cooled to room temperature before the next step, so don't skip that stage. Once the mixture is cooled, add a cup of butter and a cup of granulated sugar to a mixer. Then just cream it together until it's light and fluffy. You don't want any graininess left. Back to the milk and flour mixture. When it's completely cooled, stir in one teaspoon of vanilla, then add the milk-flour-vanilla mixture to the creamed butter and sugar mixture. Then you just beat the living daylights out of it. If it looks separated, just keep on beating it. Then you just spread the frosting onto the completely cooled cake. And as a final touch, arrange raspberries in a grid pattern. And that right there is a good cake. If I could marry it, I would. Y'all want to help me with the food? Yep. Thanks. Here, Paigey. Boy, am I getting hungry. Okay, we'll bring it all in here. Stick that up there, Bryce. This needs to go in the oven and heat yep. for a little while. Yep. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. And it is the parish potluck as we gather up and share food, one of my favorite times. So by all means, don't forget and don't leave too quickly. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm gonna have to get a little bit of everything, but I might need two plates. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this, but potluck is my favorite kind of food. Todd, if you have jello for your main course, what are you gonna have for dessert? I might get some cake, but you can have my raspberry. Okay, I'll do that. So Bryce, what did you like that you got? Green beans. You did good, Mom. Lunch is over and I am stuffed. I ate so much. It was so good. I promised Charlie I'd take him a little doggy bag, though, so I'm going to sneak a couple pieces of ham. I'm sure no one will mind. Here you go, Charlie. Here's your doggy bag. Ooh, how's that? There you go, Charlie. Good boy.